saying episode 151 is that is that what i was getting getting there well you know i try to like do this mongolian throat singing thing during the intros <laughs> especially the teddy intro you know it's got a bit of a high pitch thing you know yeah i like it um, i try to go low that's right when episode, teddy goes high i go low episode 151 february 17th 2021 bob nastanovich in freezing des moines that's the way it goes here, you know, it's yeah. winter time in Des Moines, but like the rest of the country is getting kind of uh, really cheated by this. Yeah, and, and Mike Hogan. Yeah, here. I mean, like, you know, up here, like, you know, this is what we get, you know, like, this yeah. is what you get for living here, you know, but like, out there in Portland and like, all over the country, really, well, you guys have been screwed by the weather. Yeah, well, I'm here in thawing out Portland. Um, it was definitely frozen for a little while, snow covered more so than it normally would be. Because, you know, usually we'll get a light dusting. We might get a couple of Oh, inches. the light dusting. Yeah, the, the light, light dusting. Everybody gets excited. It's it's almost... Well, that's the thing. You know, that's the thing. Like, um, we've got friends down south. They're, like, really jealous of our uh, snow. Yeah. It's cause like, you want to do a house it. trade? That's because they don't live it. I, you know, the six years I spent in New York was enough for me. I don't need, I don't need snow. You were there during a very, very bad time weather-wise too. Yes. You guys got nailed. Yes. No, I know it. Yeah. It it gave me enough snow to last me a while. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't need to, uh, you know, um, romanticize snow anymore in my future. So, so you say like I like I'm not gonna bore people with the weather, but like I live in a place where like several people in the neighborhood get really upset when they can't use their snow blowers throughout the course of the winter. They're like, you know, and so like when like we get a proper snow here and like this year we've had like, well, it's snowing right now. Like we're over 80 inches of total snow and, but they get like really upset when they can't use their snow blowers. And like, you know, there's a lot of people that depend on making money off of snow plowing. Sure. Yeah. These industries that build you know, up around, Really unpredictable things, such as the weather. It's, it's interesting stuff. Um, it's mildly interesting well, at best. Anyways, let's play some music. We, I will play something. Six. Speaking of uh, unpredictable uh, nature events, I'm going to play a song from an early 80s <laughs> band uh, from L.A. This is called The Earthquake Song. Uh, and this band is called The Little Girls. Let's play it and we'll talk about it after. Um, okay. Yeah, that's always a good move. Uh, I like that move. Uh, uh, What's it called? What's the tune called again? Uh, earthquake song. You know. Okay. Kind of yeah. keeping in yeah, keeping keep in theme, keeping in theme of unpredictability in in nature. Here you go. The little girls were very good at math. <laughs> Maybe they were. I don't know. There's gotta be an earthquake in this town There will be houses falling 
Contemporaries of the Go-Go's and the Bangles and that whole L.A. girl pop scene, early 80s. Um, that was like actually Little Girls, though, wasn't it? That was, Little Girls. No, but there was actually like young women or I, young girls. I don't know how old they were. That's a good question. Um, I think they may have been... Uh, uh, let me look it up. Let's see. Well, it was a huge hit, like on K-Rock and stuff like that in the early 80s. But I think they were like... It was, but it didn't really exceed K-Rock, right? It, it they, was... they had another hit. They had another hit. How, to, remember what it was. how to talk, how to pick up girls. Is that it? Maybe. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, what compelled you to play that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just... it's not a bad song. It's, it's, just like a, it's a fun like... little catchy song. And they're a band that, uh, you know, I think has gotten... You've kicked off, like, 151 with, like, a novelty song from the early 80s. That's, you know, a good song. (laughs) In the Go-Go's mode. Total Go-Go's mode. Sort of, sort of. You know, here's the thing. I think the reason why that song didn't really become much of a hit is... I don't know about (laughs) you, but I grew up in L.A. And Earthquakes, I mean, I was... Let's see, that came out in 1983. I, that came out in 1983. I was 12, and earthquakes were a major anxiety for me. And it was not like some sort of fun, light, cute, catchy little thing to build a song around. It was something where we would like go under our desks. We'd have earthquake drills, and uh, but yeah, yeah, I was uh, so. It, like even listening so like to it, it was now, a part of your like um so we were like in middle school like and that was the soundtrack to your experience n- n- yeah not at all <laughs> like 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 this whole idea like oh it's gonna be fun we're gonna surf the earthquake like <laughs> it was like so yeah, yeah. completely like, <laughs> like do you remember that band like be your own pet i saw them uh, they were on ecstatic peace um yeah they opened for sonic youth be your own pet yeah i remember them they were like 9 10 and 11 and stuff and they would like play like the 20, 30 minute like thrash rock. That's like old skull. Like, Do you remember old skull? 
Yeah, old school. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like, what weren't the little girls like that? Uh, or were they older? They they might have been a little older. They might have been more like teenagers. So I always thought like be your own pet, like ripped off the little girls and old school. Because uh, old school were like heavier. Right. Old Skull, I don't know if they were heavier. Old Skull was just like, I mean, the, the song that I used to play when I had the college radio station was Pizza Man, which was just like these, yeah. you know. Well, you were a pizza man. Ten, because you were a pizza but man this was before, We this, talked about it. You were a pizza man. That's true. But this was before I was a pizza man. This was when I was in college, and that was after I graduated college. Uh, the pizza, the pizza man song was just like, ah, pizza man, give me all your money. You know, like it was just these nine year old kids screaming and, you know, doing punk rock. Yeah. Well, beer on pen had some, like somebody's kid who was famous. Oh, you have to look it up. But I saw them play like in, in, in Manhattan somewhere opening for Sonic Youth. Then maybe like Dosh Dahlman played or something. It was all like when like. Ecstatic piece was taking off in like '81. Thurston's label, right? And sure. um, you know, Cell was on that label and stuff yeah. like that. I don't know how we like. Um, uh, it's because you were talking about kid bands. That to, yeah, that's that's that's. How yeah, it. kid bands. It's like um, obviously Teddy. We started with the Teddy intro. The Teddy intro into the little girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Well, anyways, <laughs> since they're from San Fran, I'll keep us in San Fran. Well, they're from L.A., but that's okay. California, West Coast. You want to bet? You want to bet? Uh, you think? I don't know. Maybe you're right. I th- I just thought because they were a K rock band, they were L. L- I, I don't know. We'll save for another. We'll little save girls. For, no, I'm uh, talking about little more. girls. Well, look it up. I'm pretty sure they're from from San Fran. But I I mean like I only know the two songs. I know the one you okay. played. All right. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I'll um, <laughs> I'll get to an adult band. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, started in 2004, a band called Sick Alps, S-I-C to the A to the L to the P to the S. Mm-hmm. Um, you listen to them a bit. They started on you yeah. know, the famous Tom Lax label, Silk Breeze. They put out records on the Dan Koretsky label, Drag City. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great records. Um, closely tied to the whole axis of... John Dwyer from the OCs. In fact, Matt Hartman from Coach Whips plays on this particular song I'm going to play. Um, the front man was a guy named Mike Donovan. They they say they're like were one of these bands that like don't exist anymore. Um, but this one's on a... Um, I'm going to play a song off of an album called A, a Long Way Around to a Shortcut. And um, a guy I never heard of, really. It's a pretty cool label, ADR. Um I don't know how to say his name, Gary Gary Beauvais, Um, but his solo projects are Mammal. Have you ever listened to him solo, Mammal? I I have not, no. Yeah, well, anyway, as far as I know, this is like Mike Donovan and Adam Stone have started the band with Matt Hartman, probably a couple other dudes, lots of dudes involved in this. And (laughs) um, this song is called, it's a great little rock song, Message from the Law by Sick Alps. Oh, 
Sick house. Yeah, some rock and roll. It reminds me of that um do, 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 that the Beatles song I'm in love with her and I feel fine. Like that little Yeah, that that's little, a, you have a beautiful singing voice, Mike. You like that? Yeah? Yeah, that's great. Has, you do it again, Mike. No but no, I, I don't think I can repeat it because nobody has ever told me I have yeah, a beautiful it's, singing it's voice. It's very natural. Very natural. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, in this day and age, we can make your voice sound amazing. But do you do you hear that? Do you hear what I'm saying? Be a front like, man. Does it Should does it sound man. does it sound to you like that Beatles song? Because that was what I was thinking. Not that it was well. Robot, now that like, you mention it, it does. I'm, you know, I'm sure they love the Beatles. Yeah, you know, like, it's like it's like. I mean, like, that was made Beatles. in 2008. You know, the album is a great album, and it was made a long way around to a shortcut. Um, you know, it is like garage rock that could come from like 1969 i'm gonna say i'm gonna call them amped up noise beatles there you go i I imagine like you should be a rock critic too you're a singer and a rock critic during this part of the show uh no i i'm i'm neither really i'm just a fan well nobody is really (laughs) nobody is oh there are definitely singers i don't know if there are rock critics oh no we're gonna play some singers We will, um, but probably not next, right? Because we're gonna play. We're gonna do a little spotlight. Why they hold on real quick? No, no, that Mike Donovan, that front man of Sick Alps, he's very good. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's fair. I, I'm just, uh, I'm just joking, Bob. I'm You're joking. smarting. I'm smarting. I'm, I'm, I'm goofing around, sir. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll bring it on. You're fine. Yeah, don't sir me. I wanted to, I wanted to do a little spotlight <laughs> on a band that um, we talked about on the show. We talked around on the show. We did a feature, of course, way back in episode 17 on the Minutemen, a, a band near and dear to both of us. And of course, after the tragic death of D Boone, you know the famous story goes that. Uh, Someone told, incorrectly told Ed Crawford, Ed from Ohio, that uh, Mike. Oh, it was Camper Van Beethoven, mate. Oh, was it? Okay, it was Camper Van Beethoven. Yeah, he was in he was in Columbus, and he went to a Camper Van Beethoven show, and he's hanging out with Camper Van Beethoven after the show. Right. And, and um, the trickerization of the. So <laughs> what was yeah, it? And that's always been the question for me. Were they fucking with him, or was it incorrect information? I mean, look, you know, this is no show for impolite language. <laughs> Actually, on episode 151, uh-huh. have you ever had a shot of 151 rum in your life? No. Good move. Yeah. Doesn't Good sound move. appealing to me. I'm not a rum drinker. Not yeah, you know, like, if you drink rum, you'll get rum dumb. It's bad for your gambling. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in fact, if you're in, if you're in a losing streak, I recommend like grabbing your what's like Captain Morgan's. Grab yourself a. <laughs> I don't think I've ever bought a. I've never bought a bottle of rum. Yeah, me neither. Oh no, that's not true. I, you know where I bought a bottle of rum when I I, I sneaked into Cuba. It's rum, and not rum. I, I, mean, I pull it together, in, Mike. I sneaked into Cuba. You, you snuck into Cuba. Uh, Sneaked Just is the, the discussion correct. of rum is making you sound like you're drunk. Sneaked is the correct English term, Bob. Snuck, snuck is the slang version. Um, okay, well, I like that. Yeah, well, then now we'll get into like, yeah, 
Shall we play Scrabble instead of doing a podcast? Yes, let's do it. Um, yeah, they're, they're both acceptable. So in the 90s, I sneaked into Cuba and bought and smuggled back some rum. Cuban rum. The good shit. The yeah. good shit. Uh, they called it Ron. R-O-N. Right? What'd you do with it? Just drank it. Drank it straight. Like straight from the bottle. Drank it. Yeah. <laughs> Poured it into a glass and then drank it. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, the good, civilized. the good age stuff is, uh, <laughs> is as good as whiskey. Um, anyway, we're getting off topic here, and I wanted to play uh I like Firehose. this topic, though. I yeah? like this topic. Okay. Wish I had a bottle of rum. Well, um, we don't, and but we do have fire hose. So, yeah, the story goes, Camper Van Beethoven told Ed Crawford, Mike Watt is uh, auditioning guitarists. And so he drove out from Columbus, Ohio, to San Pedro, found Mr. Watt, who, of course, was still <laughs> reeling from the uh tragic it's a sudden, long drive my friends yeah it's a sudden, long drive. sudden death of his friend uh and bandmate d boone and um ed said you know i want to be in your band and mike kind of blew him off and then he said you know wait a minute i've been talking for years about how anyone can be in a band and why don't i give this guy a shot and uh, i'll start a band with him and so that's how Firehose grew Mike on bass, George Hurley from the Minutemen on drums, and uh, Ed from Ohio on guitar and vocals. So I wanted to play... The band, that, the band I believe, that stayed at your house? Mm-hmm, maybe. You see it? You saw, you saw I saw them a handful of times. Oh, I saw them probably 40 times. I don't know if they ever stayed at my house. They may have. It's entirely they possible. They ruled Richmond. It's they entirely Richmond. possible they did. Um, but I'm... 40 times, that's a lot of road trips. Yeah, you know what? It is a lot. It, they they played, because I you know, went to, saw them in L.A. first, and then then I went to college in the Bay Area. They used to play, you know, four or five times at least every year. And when they would come, you'd have to remember, they would play Santa Cruz, San Jose, San Francisco, and I would probably see all three of them. Um, you know, right. I, well, I, I guarantee you did. I saw them with the Feelies. I saw them with. I think. I think. I think you probably saw them like maybe more than any other band. Probably, Forty times a lot. Probably more than any other band. Uh, you know. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, so. I had no idea. This. This just. Yeah. I, I wanted to kind of feature them and play some songs that, when I hear them, I almost don't hear what you're hearing. I hear my memories of seeing them live and the way they would do it live because they same were so powerful as a live band. They were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to start. We'll play a few. I they were like you, you want to play as one. good or better than Magic Pop. Yeah. Oh, they were. They were. They were just a good band. Good. Good. Yeah. Amazing live band. Always brought it. Um, so I'm going to play something from well, their, it's on you. their first album. Choose Any Memory from Rage and Full On. I know you know this one. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. This, this will start it strong.
so tight. It's <laughs> such a tight band. Uh, well, I mean, what would you expect when you've got like the greatest rhythm section in the history of punk rock? Yeah, seriously, and that is not I mean, you've an got, overstatement. Like, George Lee, Mike Watt. I mean, that's like the indoctrination of Ed Crawford. Must have been a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, he was just some kid. He'd never been in a band before. Was twenty one. Never been in a band that released an album before, and he's essentially joining a band with his some of his heroes. No, well, I think it's yeah. I mean, Which this is, is it's just a mind blowing story. It, it's 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 awesome and it's beautiful and it's you think about it. I I also think about it in terms of this, like you know, the Minutemen had. What's your favorite song off it for five years? Oh boy, I don't know. Um, but in, you know, I mean, I just want to say the Minutemen had been around for five years and they'd kind of already established themselves. And oh, big time! They they were about to like they had toured with know. with REM. Um, they were uh, they were pretty well known, and you know Mike Watch said and George said we'll start completely fresh with somebody that nobody knows, like essentially taking a step back from headlining gigs to being an opening act. Uh, whenever I saw them, they were headlining. Yeah, you no, know, I'm just talking. I'm talking when they got to the East Coast. Yeah, well, sure. I'm talking when that album came out. If they were playing on the West Coast. They were second or third build behind Meat Puppets, behind, you know, any of the other, a lot of the other SST bands, because people didn't know who Firehose was. You'd have to say, you know, featuring X Minutemen or something. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's it's sort of rare to think about. What's amazing to me is, like, seeing them for the first time and like as a hardcore Minutemen fan and examining this character who is like only like basically my age group who is going to front, who is going to feel like the biggest shoes in punk rock yeah, and D Boone and like immediately just like being like, okay with it. Like it's okay because like this guy, Ed Crawford is responsible responsible for re-energizing the rhythm section and it's more than a rhythm section than with the Minutemen. we're talking about just two amazing characters two brilliant musicians and like this guy is like provided them with a spark like almost immediately to get them to go do their thing again after this this tragic yeah, no, like it's a, it's a mind-bending, it's, tragic loss. It's a great, it's a like great a legend. point. It's a great point. It's a great point because I mean, it's a, it's just like you know, it's like, it's like so you go see the show and like you're a huge Minutemen fan. That's why you're there, right? Okay, and like, and I didn't see him forty times. I saw him five. Okay, and it was just like I had the records, right, and. I like the records, but the records to me like had this like almost like Project Mersh, the last minute many P. They had this like um, more like sort of like, and I think that that track, Choose Your Memory, that you played, like they had this sort of like live, it was way better, as were yeah. the minute Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and it was like sort of a sterile sound, like the records, like it got you pumped up. So like you get in your car and you'd road trip to see it, but like, Live, they were just absolutely amazing. And 
And then they went from like being on SST for like what three albums? Three albums, yep, yep. And then they then they Fly in the Flannel was on Columbia. That's right. They were on Columbia for I think one or two albums. Yeah. Yeah, so they got like a major label. And keep in mind, this is like when major labels were like taking notice of like things on SST, taking things, right. taking notice of things on Homestead and Twin Tone and Sub Pop and like. And so, like, they almost had to, like, offer them an invitation because they were out there. But, like, it was, if you saw them live, like, you're more than satisfied. And, like, this guy, Ed Crawford, Ed from Ohio, as he was known to all of us. I mean, like, mm -hmm. I didn't really, I mean, like, you would never, like, you're playing him on college radio, you would, you'd just say Ed from Ohio, you know, and, uh. We knew as a kid, right. and but he handled himself with just incredible poise. I mean, right, and yeah. uh, the the enthusiasm that he brought to the stage, like, I mean, you could see. I mean, like, you say, I mean, you've seen him a bunch of times. Like, I mean, I think I've seen Mike Watt on stage in my life like twenty times, mm -hmm. and like, the, you know, the big ripping smile that he has on his face like has inspired me. I mean, like. You know, one He's of the one things of I saw him top so ten many, heroes of all time. Me too. I saw him me. so many times. I interviewed him many times for my radio show. Of course, I worked on um, the Minutemen tribute record that I put out on my label. He played on a bunch of songs from that. Um, and one of the things, little brother, little brother, that, little brother. One of the things that that absolutely inspired me by him about him was that he would end every show, whether it was Firehose, whether it was his solo stuff, he would end every show saying the same thing, which was, now go start your own band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, yeah. And um, yeah. I'm going to tell a quick quick story, and then I want to play one one more song, and then and then I know you have a song you want to play. Um, I interviewed him once, and it's it's funny because you know he's. Can you play us like? What, what you, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but like, are you gonna play like a play it? Can you are you gonna play like a later period Firehouse song? Uh, I was well, I was gonna play something from the third album from the from the from Ohio record. Oh, good. Okay, okay good. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, I just um, wanted to, you know, I didn't, we don't we don't we don't take notes on these shows. <laughs> That's it's okay. Just, you know. I, I I hadn't I hadn't prepped you on this. Um. Yeah. But but no, what I was going to say was, and and this this is a, a good intro to this song, which is a little less punk rock in a way. And you know, Mike, as he you know, I was interviewing him in the early '90s, he was starting to get more adventurous musically. And he told me once in an interview that he had this recurring dream, where he would wake up and he was in this long hallway and he kept walking toward a door. Uh, and at the end of the hallway, this big door had in big letters, it said fusion on it. Weird. <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> I think he felt always drawn towards no matter what, he was going to have to open that door and he was going to have to like move into making, going from punk rock to, to, to making fusion. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like his greatest uh, fear. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I tell that the story. Fast fingers of Mike Watt for, for yeah. nothing more than just my own amusement. Um. All right. So yeah. Here, here we go. I this love is, that. Yeah. This Thanks. is from the 1989 LP, their third album, their last on SST. 
uh, called from Ohio, uh, and Mr. Crawford singing this one as well. It's called In My Mind, and when you listen to it... Oh, I love this it, one. Yeah, thanks, yeah when you thanks. listen to it, one of the things that... I, I, I can't hear this song without watching the way George would play. When George, when I would see him at this time, he had a, a buzzed head with the exception of really long bangs that hung down below his chin. So these blonde, straight long bangs just in the very front of his forehead that would hang down and the rest of his head was buzzed. And what he would do is when he would play this this song in particular, he would play this little rhythm and he would spin his head so that those bangs would go clockwise in a circle. So, I, mean, so yeah, I think I saw that. Try to imagine sure. that. Try to imagine that as you hear Firehose doing In My Mind. Here you go. Okay, thanks. That song just makes me smile. Yes. Incredible. Uh, I don't know what else to say. And I know you wanted to play uh, a song. Yeah, I was going to show it. I was going to go back to Raging Full On. But uh, one thing that, I mean, can you imagine being in that position, like, uh, to indoctrinate yourself, like, into that yeah. axis? I mean, like, I would have been so intimidated, like, I mean, obviously I can't play guitar. and But, like, 
Right, and, you know. and it's it sort of goes back to what we were talking about last time with Dave Skunderbeek when he was saying, you know, now in when he's 40, he knows enough to be a little bit more intimidated. And when he was younger, he didn't know enough to be scared. Maybe there was something of that going on with Ed. Well, know? apparently this guy just had incredible enthusiasm to get in his sedan and drive out to California to try out with the Minutemen. You yeah. know, I mean, like... Yeah. I mean, like the naivete, but like the being embraced by that band, and like, believe me, like he always held his own. Yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. And I don't know if he felt that way, but like, right. from the standpoint of right. us as like um, right. being huge Minutemen fans, like he always held his own. And I'm gonna play a pretty one. I'm gonna play um, off of Raging Full On. I think it's a track before the before the, choose any memory. Uh, the candle in the flame. It's um to me, it's like. Uh, it's kind of a precious song. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 got some dynamism to it, which is which is nice. Um, yeah. I'd be a fool to 
song well see to me that was the transitional song between the Minutemen and firehouse yeah for sure for sure and it has its moments where it gets a little frantic um but it just really shows well, no, but it's like musically and spiritually like that's the song it's like that was like yep yep and it, you know that, that was that was co-written by watt and ed yeah and and that was i mean that very easily could have been the sixth song on project merch it it shows the melodicism that Ed brought to Firehose. And, you know, D certainly was melodic at times. Oh, yeah. But it's not the first thing that he brought to the band. You know what I mean? Like, he brought this different kind of intensity, whereas uh, I kind of feel like Ed was almost this calming, uh, you know, very melodic songwriter uh, rather than I, I well, then do like D and like D and Watt just like being like punks. Well, and in, in D being also like really the the protester with the megaphone, yeah. you know what I mean? Like D yeah. shoot, shouting out his message in the form of a song. While Ed was writing a song, yeah, Ed didn't write protest songs. Yeah, Ed Ed was writing a song, and expressing himself musically. Like and, and, and that really does sound like the Minutemen backing up Ed. Yeah, that yeah, song. Yeah. No, that's that's a good point. Yeah, great song. So, anyways, let's go to Lisbon. Actually, it's a band that's like kind of the characters in the band are like it's one of these like collaborative things. Yeah. And it's new. Um, they're called Mira Pardelha, M-I-R-A-P-A-R-D-E-L-H-A, which is apparently an endangered species of fish, very small fish that only exists in like a few areas of southern Portugal. Um, but they've, and I, I never would have heard of them, but like uh, a member of the band, and they've got a lot of pieces in the band. Yeah. Um, They've got a wonderful singer, Benedita Barbosa. Um, but these people have spent time together in in Portugal, where I've never been. And um, they made this brilliant record last year called About Land. And I'm going to play a song off it called For Prester John. I'll talk about it afterwards.
Yeah, so I've kind, of, I've kind of done them a bad turn because every song on the record is like, um, it takes you all over the place. Like, yeah. And again, like a lot, a lot of the lyrics are in Portuguese. Um, City of Good Lights, a beautiful instrumental, but it's a, just a great album. And uh, it's called About Time, About Land by Mira Pardelha. But like, um, History Lesson, uh, Pressure John. Yeah. That song's called For Pressure John. Mm hmm. He's like from the 13th to the 16th centuries, Portuguese explorers traveled the world trying to find Prester John, what they believed was a lost Christian kingdom in Africa or India. It was never found. But maybe that, that passion for an imaginary reality is what drives us. Great things are accomplished because of myths. Hmm. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> like, um, interesting collaborative project by these wonderful musicians. And um, I just think it's a really, I mean, like, I got this, like, in the email, like, a month ago. Like, we want you to listen to our record, like, and it's a great album. It's beautiful. And uh, I liked it. Yeah, no, you'll like, you'll like, I mean, listen to it. You'll like, you'll dig everything. And the whole album fits together really nicely. I just had to pick one. Yeah. And um, Mira Pardelha. Yeah, Thank check you. them out, man. I will. Absolutely. Is, is it available on Bandcamp or is it only on... Yeah, it's on definitely on the Bandcamp. Okay. Yeah, definitely on the Bandcamp. I will, yeah. I will check them out for sure. Um, somebody should put it on vinyl. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that, that mean, would sound great on vinyl. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. I will... Um, 
But it was a tough choice because, like, Ghosts of Rosho, I think it's R-O-S-S-I-O. That's a great song, too. But, I mean, it's just a great record. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll change the vibe just a little bit, but not too much. I'm gonna from keep... from Portugal from from Portugal take us away from Portugal. You don't want to you know play a song from a band from Portugal. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Mike. I might I might that. have a few. I don't have anything lined up, but I'm gonna play something that's pretty groovy for sure. Um, in fact, it's it's uh, the the guy's middle name or at least his nickname is Groove. Richard, but, uh, Richard Groove Holmes, you know him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, jazz dude, Oregon player. Amazing guitar player. Uh, I thought he was an Oregon player, no? Well, he plays both, doesn't he? Does he, really? I know him as an Oregon player. Uh, well, hit us. But, uh, yeah, he was he was a jazz. Maybe I'll follow you up. <laughs> He's a jazz. Oh, he's definitely known as an organist. Most known as an organist. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, jazz. No, Misty. You know, played the. Sure, played Misty, jazz organist. Um, you know, later. No, got I'm wrong there. I'm the wrong there. Yeah, prestige. Organist. This is. I want to play something from an album he put out in 1971. This album is nearly 50 years old now. It's on Blue Note. South Jersey. It's what's that? It's from South Jersey. He's from South Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a groovy <laughs> Blue Note, like Blue Note, like Blue Note, the classic jazz label Blue Note. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Out. Um, but this is more of a funky, groovy song as opposed to a jazzy they, groovy they song. That. This is um, grooving with grooving for Mr. G off of Coming on Home 1971, Richard Groove Holmes. Yeah, yeah, sorry, called sorry, called you guitar player. Groove. It's okay. Thank you. 
You mentioned guitar. The guitar there was played by Gerald Hubbard. Rather wickedly. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, uh, I'd like to, I mean, obviously I'd never would have heard of Groove Holmes without the um, song off of Check Your Head by the Beastie Boys called Groove Holmes, which yeah. is obviously a tribute to him. Sure. Yeah, cue that up for us. Oh, uh, boy, I was not planning on doing that, but I can... Well, you can talk about it. I, we can talk well, this about is how it. Well, your fingers work. You know, you work professionally in the podcast industry. <laughs> Somebody uh, asked me um, a question the other day, like, how do you guys do this? Like, do you get the rights to do this? No. Like, do you? Yeah. So, no. And I said, I said, no. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, like, yeah. and, like, somebody wants to shut us down, shut us down. No. So, you know what I mean? I think the issue, the bigger issue there is. It's not for profit. We're I mean. not making any money off of any of this. So. Um, but here you go. I don't know about you, but I'm getting rich, dude. I got I got Groove Homes queued up, Beastie Boys, uh, from Check Your Head. Yeah, Check Your Head. It's like I never I never would have heard of Groove, Richard Groove Homes without this song. Right. This is for all the Beastie Boys fans out there. Yep. There's lots of grooving.
inspired by Richard Groove Home. That's how relentless they are. That's how relentless they are. I'd like to thank the Beastie Boys to, for turning me on to Richard Groove Holmes, even though I thought I played, they play guitar. <laughs> there's obviously no guitar in that song. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's 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 a. That's good, how dumb I am. I'm thick, Mike. I'm it's okay. Thick. That's a super groovy song, because obviously well, somebody's got to be sharp on the show. Somebody's got to be thick. You know? <laughs> there, um, you know, the song I played is much more um, kind of funky and leaning in, whereas the Beastie Boys song about him is kind of more leaning back, mellow. Yeah. You know relaxing could have could have been the grass mike it could have been the it very well could have been the grass that's true yeah no uh, rum all grass yeah yeah but yeah i love <clears> anyways i'll end the show oh so good no i'm sorry go ahead no i just i just said I, I love groove homes so i mean how can you not right exactly 60 great years on the planet i'll go with the ultra stylish i'll go i'll i'll, I'll play a song you're going by current, band from right? this yeah, ultra, 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 two thousand twenty-one. Yeah, you cool with that? I'm cool with that. This is a band I know, but I don't know this song, so I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, um, album's coming out April two thousand twenty-one on the four AD label, which means like when you kick off your band in two thousand eighteen, everything goes uh, right. You get the get the notice of the four AD. Three three years then, later, yeah, you put out a record on four AD. Sounds right. Everything sells out. Like, you know, everything just sells out. The units, you can't keep the units around. They're all gone. They're all for like, everything you put out on vinyl is like up for like 1200 on Discogs. Like, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Now you're on 4AD. And uh, this song's called Strong Feelings off of the upcoming 4AD album, New Long Leg. Florence, Lewis, Nick, Tom from South London, Dry Cleaning, Strong Feelings.
So here's my question for you, Bob. I'm ready. Uh, what's with all of the current hot, hip London bands being named after? Dead really? Brighton and Bristol. And Bristol. Okay, are they shopping? Okay, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Being named after very mundane activities, dry cleaning, shopping. I don't know. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I think this band was around pre-COVID for sure. As for sure. was shopping, for like, sure. For sure. When I say current, but Kid J. Pearson calls herself Kid J. Pearson. I mean, She's a badass. I mean, within the last five years, that's my all the all the all the current. Uh, well, I say all. There's only two examples. Mike, I'm thinking of two examples. I can. I didn't do my homework. <laughs> I didn't think this through, but um, there, yeah, may, yeah. there may be. Just me a question. Like, <laughs> Anyway, I I, I, I I really like that band. I I hadn't heard that. And a lot of pressure on them. I yeah no, but Hell, they it, might find themselves opening from for like Phoebe Bridgers or something. You know, could be to I keep mean, going like that. You know, yeah, they're um they're a good band. Everything I've heard from. Make their, sure you show up early for the opening act. Yeah, everything I've heard I like, and I would imagine that would translate really well live. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, we I know hope... what I love about that song. There's a lot of things I love about that song, but I like, I, I don't know which one it is. Like, uh, whoever brings the egg shaker, man, love the egg shaker. <laughs> How can you not love an egg shaker? Yeah. 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 <laughs> the egg shaker is cooler than the cowbell. The egg shaker <laughs> is, is taken over it from is. the cowbell. It is. And you know, you know what? And like, you should buy both of your kids an egg shake. Here, here's me talking to a percussionist. In fact, I've got your, addre- I've got your address. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna, gonna send, send me both some- of your okay. kids an, an egg shake. Okay. Here's me talking to a percussionist, but I'm gonna ask you. You know what the coolest thing about an egg shaker is? I can play it. <laughs> you can put it in your pocket. You don't need like roadies yeah. to carry it. Oh, though they burst in half. I've broken them. <laughs> Oh no, that's, I've broken that's up. fair. Yeah. That's fair, but you don't need. Yeah. They don't need to be loaded in and loaded out. You just you. Put I'll them send you three egg shakers so you can carry your own around. Okay. Yeah, you break one. You got. Yeah, you know I mean, like when you like when you're you know, like you're you know you're not the kind of guy that would ever raise your hand in a restaurant or a bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you can be the real <laughs> asshole in Portland. You can be like. When you're not getting the service that you like, you just like whip out your egg shaker and start shaking it. That'll really work. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, over here, over here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, egg shaker. (laughs) There's the prick with the egg shaker. Yeah, I'm sure there's one already in Portland. And uh, I I will blame you. I will blame you. I will say it's all just here, right, Bob (laughs) Nastanovich? Yeah, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. In fact, our band's called Egg Shaker. We're opening for dry cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think dry cleaning is great. And they I are. think, you know, anyways, it's a show that started with Sick Alps. Yeah. Was it? Uh, no, it started no, with Little second. Girls. No, it started with Little Girls. Yeah. Little Girls. And, so play and, the other hit. What's uh, our other hit? Play the other little. Let's go with the um, Louis, Louis Spoonwell, the circular nature of things. Okay. Play um, the other hit. Yeah. Little girls, yeah, it was, up. Well, uh, that'll be our I, outro. I think it's how to talk to girls, right? That's what we talked. It was about. my my buddy, yeah, yeah. My buddy Tom Lynn is the guy that said, like, how do you guys get away with this? Oh, how do uh, you guys get away with like you know not getting copyright things or whatever? Um, so come after us, you know, like you know, well, look, hey, take our podcast down. We're fine. Yeah, nobody cares. I'm cool with it. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody um, cares. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's like there people that listen to our podcast. I got it. I got it. I'm ready. Little girls. Yeah, to, fired how, it in there. Yeah. How to pick up girls. Great podcast. Episode 151. How, how to, to pick up girls. How man. to pick up girls. By the little girls. I think. Yep. sick about that song what's that he's doing the wolfing like the wolfing during that like castanets that's another instrument you can play castanets castanets that's yeah right. castanets the uh underrated secondary percussion yeah and egg, egg shakers and like there's like wristbands with like um jingle bells on them you can shake yeah. those too and um what's that thing that's like has a handle and is kind of a cylinder and it has like beads on it, and you move it back and forth. Um, you know I don't know. I played the fish before. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I just don't have one in front of me. Yeah, that's it's fair. like a trivia. It's like a trivia uh, question I for don't, a percussionist. I don't know what any of these percussion instruments. It's like it was like it was like Peter Holsapel from the DBs, like guessing on the guitar on that. It's amazing. Honestly, I would have thought River. egg shaker. The woofing noise. The <laughs> woofing noise was I, a major downer. I would have thought that egg shaker was not the correct term. <laughs> that it was more like you know. <laughs> 
castanadas <laughs> or something like that. And only, only, um, you know, there's, there's, there's something called the, the beat slap or something like yeah, that. Yeah, only, the, uh, only people that didn't know any better would call it egg shakers. What's the thing that goes like, uh, oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyways, I, I don't have to worry about a live gig for a long time, yeah. so like I'm not worried about it. All right. Well, I had a, I had a, I had fun talking to you tonight, Bob. Well, did you? Yeah, yeah. of course, as always. Yeah. Sorry about the rum. Sorry about the rum talk. That's you know? okay. It's all right. You, it's, it's all good. I, to, I hope that like I've when said the copyright it, people come to your door, they won't complain about your rum smuggling I, habit. It it it, yeah. it was 25 years ago. I think. The statutes of limitations. Oh yeah, look at this. Well yeah. behind. Leaning on the laws. Leaning on That's the laws. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I think I'm in the clear. Um, but thank yeah, don't you. Don't run for office. As always. Love I'll talking pull you to you. Out. Love talking to you, man. And yeah, uh, it's good speaking with you. Um, yeah. Always. Sorry, a I'm so cold and crazy. It's okay. Like, That's the way life goes. That's the way yeah. it goes. Be well. Yeah. Love you. Love everyone. It's Schooner Beak. Schooner Beak up next. Can get Schooner Beak back. That you want to get him great. back? You want to do another? You want to do another Canada show? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, be, obviously, like he, like he was actually like kind of reluctant about the Canada thing. He wants to go worldwide. We could. We could. We, could we should get it. like him. We should get like Dimitri. <laughs> we could do like a six and Dave, a six hour Tracy. three songs podcast telethon. No, no, that would be a good idea. Telethon would raise money so we can defend ourselves against copyright things. Right. But, like, uh, I think what we should really do is bring all the guests on, have them pick all the songs, and then just, like, have then just everyone have part of the party, yeah. like, okay. to comment. You're starting a new podcast here, man, but I'm in for it. Well, no, well we got to worry about copyright infringement. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, this... thanks, Tom Lynn. Thanks, Tom Lynn. I'm, now I'm nervous. Now I'm nervous that I'm, I'm going to get arrested. Uh, we're all right. I think we're okay. Um, this is Duvall. Okay. Well, thanks, Mike. I'll take your word for it because you're in the computer industry. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm, I'm just more uh, naive. But, Anyways, uh, give my best to Teddy. I will. I will. Love you, man. Say hi to Wit yeah, for me. Um, and what about Ghost? Say... You don't even care about Ghost anymore because it's I, not summertime. Love, you can't even hear Ghost. I love Ghost. Kiss Ghost for me. Um, yeah, Ghost is like the mascot of the show. Yeah. I mean, like... Indeed, indeed. Yeah, uh, Ghost to co-host. Which reminds me, I have I have some Corgi stuff I need to send you. So, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, your package should be coming tomorrow. Beautiful. I'll check the tracking. I will. I will. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Go ahead everyone. and stick those stickers all over Portland. I will. Or in Des Moines, we call your town Porty Snorty. There you go. You know, in Portland, we call your town nothing. Exactly. You don't even know we <laughs> exist. Yeah. All right. Love yeah. you, man. Talk yeah. soon. Love Bye. you too. Good night.